and welcome to episode 13 of The Two Tones. Good to see you, Tony DeBolfo. Lovely to be here, Tony. Lovely to see you. Great to be back. We are at episode 13, so we are obliged to, of course, mention 1995 Premiership Scourge of the Half-Back Line. Tell me if I got that wrong. Millen Ham or The Wing. The Millen Wing. Hanna. The Wing. Yeah, great player, Mill, wasn't he? Um, oh. A great man, born in Lebanon and yeah. um, followed his football dream here to um, the Royal Parade. And what a player he was. And, you know, still around the place. Uh, mine hosted the, um, the, the Fitz, Fitz, yes. In Carlton. Uh, head on down there. Mention the two tones for a 100% discount. <laughs> See how you go. He'd probably throw a, um, a lamb shaslick at you, Tony, yeah. if you mention that. But uh, no, it's look, he's a great man. He still follows Carlton with a passion, you know, like all of us, wants to see the, the team up and about. Um, we've been waiting a while, but however, we it's have, a work yes. in, in progress. But yes, the number 13. Also worn um, in some exhilarating uh, outings for the Carlton Football Club by Chris Yaron. Yes. Um, very exciting player. Wasn't he an exciting player? Unfortunately, the career was all too short, but um, a great footballer nonetheless. And uh, also, if you go back a little bit in time, Tone, we, we're talking about Sugar Howe, um, a great player through the wartime years and beyond. Um, great ruckman for Carlton, who played in the Premiership, as did his son Scott in, in 1981, doing that great job on Peter Moore, I think, when we knocked Collingwood over again. That is God's work. Beating Collingwood in a premiership is God's work. Now, Tone, in the meantime, um, we had uh, a very special edition of the Two Tones last week where you had a fireside chat. Yes, I did with the great Wayne Johnston. Um, It was fabulous to talk to him about his life and times, Tony, um, given that uh, he you know, was uh, acknowledged um, with his induction into the Australian Rules Hall of Fame. Uh, an honour well deserved and long overdue, but it was it was actually fabulous to hear Wayne Johnson talk about um, how it all started and and that it didn't come easy, you know. And when you think of of how dominant a play he was yeah. through that golden era of Carlton history, somewhat surprising to hear him say that it it didn't come easy to him in the in the first instance, even though he he dominated back at Wandon. He had a couple of goes. I think he had one go at Carlton and, and failed and was quite prepared to go back to Wandon, was seconded to Paran and then uh, played that magnificent uh, grand final um, against Preston, I think, in 78. And then um, uh, found himself back at the club after Alex Gisolenko refused Melbourne's uh, request to uh, let him have a run uh, with the Red League. So... You know, football can, um, the journey can take you on so many different tangents and uh, it's not always smooth, a smooth road, but uh, Wayne Johnson, he found a way and what, what a footballer he was. Well, you can just add that to the very, very long list of great things Alex Jezelinko has done for the Carlton <laughs> Football Club. Now, Tone, uh, Sydney, in the meantime, Carlton travelled to Sydney. Yes. And half-time... Crikey, we were still in. I reckon about halfway through the third quarter, um, Sydney seemed to, to, well, I don't know, put the jets on. But we kicked our way out of it. Four set shots at goal. Now, when you think the margin was roughly five goals, it was over five goals, and to to miss um, four eminently gettable shots on goal in the third quarter. I mean, yes, we lost. Nobody likes losing, but. Uh, for Carlton's persistence and, and you, I mean, you could see self-belief out there. Carlton were in the game for the great majority of it. Very true, Tony. And, and the young players can only learn from uh, experiences involving these hard-edged, you know, uh, players at Sydney that 
have obviously been to the mountaintop. They've tasted premiership success, many of them. And uh, I suppose when you when you look at the at the game in isolation, um, there were moments in the game, as you've said, you know, some really heartening moments, and, and then moments where it did fall away, which seems to be symptomatic of the, the yeah. Carlton model circa two thousand eighteen. There are there are great glimpses, and yeah. um, I think when you when you look at it in that context, you you always think back to I, I suppose. Brendan Bolton's prophecy that there was going to be peaks and troughs, that you yeah. are going to see moments of, of brilliance interspersed with moments where perhaps, um, you know, there's, there's a, 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 a fall, fall away in whatever it might be, you know, concentration or, or just now's football now's experience. Um, I suppose it's a learning curve for, for all of the players, the young players, and... Um, Yes, there were moments in the in the game for sure, as there were at Geelong. Um, you know when we played them um, down the highway. So um, there are glimpses, aren't there? There are little little moments in games where you think, "Oh, that's great!" You know, and we we just want to see more moments. We are greedy, aren't we? But um, well, uh, we have every right to be. I, I yeah, think personally, um, the, the, <coughs> the you look at Liam Jones and, and Sunbright Spark had the idea. Well, you know, suppose. he's yeah, it's not flourishing um, in the forward line. Let's put him in the back line. Somebody had the bright spark. You know, there's a lot of body on body contact. Why don't we put a Merlin in? And then you've got a Savannah's traditionally strong body players. Now, I think Jack really relished the opportunity to. You know, uh, to Sydney. throw himself into the heat, and uh, of course he'd done his time. You know, like yeah. so many so many players of, of his generation, his his age have. And to his credit, he came back and probably played one of his better games for the yes. Carlton Football Club. Yeah, uh, he was absolutely superb, particularly in that first half. The way he really led by example, and uh, look. You know, maybe his second half did fall away somewhat, but he, it wasn't unique to him. Um, there are a lot of players that did sort of taper, and that's just uh, unfortunately part of life at the moment. But um, but I thought he was fabulous in the way he really, um, uh, you know, attacked the contest, and um, that's what we want to see in all of our players. You know, um, you know win, lose or draw, we want them having a crack, and uh, if they do that, well, you can't be too critical. Well, there was, uh, I think, one, maybe two from memory, very composed set shots on goal where he looked every inch the mature footballer. He didn't seem phased at all by the pressure. The other thing, too, was the number of players who ran from all points of the ground, especially Daisy, who just, you know, congratulated him, um, you know, very affectionate, rub of the head. I may be reading too much into this, but um, it, it to me it was there was, uh, there was a great camaraderie and a willingness for, for Jack to do well in the team. A fair call, Tony, and I think that little example that you've given to illustrate your argument is actually symptomatic of the group. Uh, you know, yes, it's been a, a tough haul, it really has, but the players, just those little glimpses that you you highlight prove that they are in this together and yeah. uh, they are as one and they're working their way through it together and um, they'll all come out the other end better for these experiences and um, Daisy's had a great year it has to be said and um, Jack, yeah, just love the way uh, he showed nous and poise and, and really you know, the right stuff to really um, t- t- attack the game of footy as he did um, so look, there are a lot of pleasing signs there yeah. were and um, we just want to keep seeing more and more of them, and uh, hopefully um, the ch- challenge for Jack there is to back that up. Yes, um, because yeah. you really have to uh, maximise your opportunities. Well, he and did seem like he was grasping that opportunity well, with both hands. Well, very true, and 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 I, I think the message that 
Brendan Bolton has said to this group is that uh, there are no free games, and the players know that if they don't perform, they'll be they'll be put back pretty smartly. And people that are back in in the twos realise there's an opportunity to get a game yeah. if you if you perform. So there are no free games anymore, and I and I do like that because that's setting a standard to which all players sh- should really adhere. And um, I just like. You know, I like what I saw in in, in, in that particular game, and it was a great example you made about Silvani and, and Dale Thomas. Let's talk about two players in particular, Liam Jones and Sam Kerridge. Sam Kerridge's form lately, uh, he's been a fascinating player to watch, I think, because he's he's playing for a permanent spot. He's, um, I don't know how I put this, he's not a spring chicken. No. But um, uh, he's uh, he's hard at it, and uh, like I say, he's, he's good to watch. Well, you know, and in Mark Murphy's absence and also Kennedy's, I think um, it's obviously vitally important that someone like Cripps has some protection. Yeah. And I think, I think Kerridge is one of those, one of those players does put his head over the ball and really attacks the contest, and he and he, he brings experience as well, which we need. So, I, I think in 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 the scheme of things, uh, Kerridge's presence is extremely vital. Yeah. Right now, you know, we we need a big body, smart, experienced player around the contest to help out because, um, I mean, you know, looking at Cripps running out onto the SCG, I mean, it w- was. Um, he looked mummified, didn't he? The way yeah. you know, the way he was um, wrapped up, and um, we don't want to see our um, preeminent footballer um, banged up, um, you know, as, as often as as he tends to be. I know he plays a physical game and um, probably relishes that, but uh, we do have to be protective. I think of a player that. Um, is just so ferocious in the, yeah. the contest as Cripps is. The umpires certainly aren't. But anyway, that little editorial courtesy oh. of yours, truly. Liam Jones in the back line? Well, you mentioned earlier what a revelation he's been there. And um, uh, look, I, I think when we last went to air, I, I referred to some comments that Liam Jones had made about the disappointing game he had on Franklin the previous year. Yeah. yeah. And how, you know, how he, it was so important to him to make amends for that contest. And if you see the way he played, um, Franklin, this time around, um, it was the intercepts, you know, the capacity to um, to thwart or repel a Sydney attack. He got his timing right and he yeah. he got where the ball was um, uh, in the old vernacular. Um, he just seemed to make position beautifully on every time that the ball came down to that, that defensive half of the ground. Well, um, to, just a point, Tone, I think Franklin's first two goals came from free kicks that were right probably there. off the play. Yes, yes. And were, how do I put this charitably, where, uh, at least one of them was a real head-scratcher. Yes, well, no, that's true, you know, and um, so no fault of Liam's, as, yeah. as, as you rightly point out. But I just think... Um, he, he was fabulous there, his capacity to rebound, um, you know, and, and take those intercept marks. And um, um, it was an interesting uh, observation someone made that, uh, that Liam had spent probably five or six minutes of the f- uh, first uh, period after the break on the bench, which was a little bit mystifying given the way he played, but I guess there are rotations and everyone's working to a plan. In saying that, I, I thought he was fabulous in the way he attacked the ball and... Um, it's a great football story, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, the Cinderella man, he was on the scrap heap and uh, suddenly someone says, yeah, put him back, goes back and, and you know, uh, has never looked back basically from the time that he went there. 
Um, so all power to him. Let's hope it continues. Amen to that. Well, um, it was an enthralling game to watch. At, uh, certainly at halftime, I felt like an upset was looming. The third quarter was disappointing again because of those misset shots. But yes. like I say, deep in the third quarter, Carlton was still in at um, Sydney. Well, there was a, maybe a note of panic in the, in their play. Um uh, but there was a lot of positives to take away from it. Yes. And certainly I know Brendan Bolton's demeanour in the press conference afterwards was not that of a, a crushed or beaten man. No. Um, he, was, he was very upbeat about it. Well, I, th- I, think, I just think that, you know, they were pretty honest. As I, as I say, there were moments in the game and I guess moments where they did fall away, as you've said. But by and large, where Carlton is this particular stage of its genesis, I suppose, uh, resurgence... Um, these sorts of little lapses are to be expected. We don't like them, we don't want them, but um, it's a reality. Um, But um, with every game, with every quarter that these players play, they learn so much and they're better for the the experience. So let's hope we see more consistency performance as the weeks, um, you know, push on. I'm into that. Uh, The trend line is heading north. That's my mantra. Yes. The trend line is heading north. Now, Tone, you watched the game, of I course. Did. I did. Uh, we need three votes from you. Well, okay, and you've uh, great words to go like, Tone. You've uh, pretty much covered uh, the bases here with your assessment of the players that played well. However, I did give one vote to um, uh, the evergreen Cade Simpson. Oh, yes. Um, you know, the fellow shows no signs of, of uh, slowing up. Um, uh, body on the line, week in, week out. Yeah. How does he do it? I don't know. Um, he's just been a great footballer for the Carlton Club. All power to you, Simo. Uh, long may it continue. Two votes to Jack Silvani. Probably his best game for yeah, Carlton, I would say. terrific. Yeah, great in that first half in particular. And uh, coming back from the twos, fabulous to, to um, really um, make the most of the opportunity presented. And to uh, Liam Jones, three votes. Um, uh, fa- fabulous game as a rebounding defender and um, really took it up to Franklin and came back so hard after the disappointment of last year on Franklin, yeah. which was obviously um, at the forefront of his mind going into this contest. So um, good signs for Carlton. Um, one evergreen in there, but um, uh, one young player in the mix and also a, a player now in Liam Jones is probably nearing the... Um, the absolute zenith of his playing career. So, all Some, power to you, boys. Somebody has to take um, Patrick Cripps aside and say, you did not score a vote on the two tones this week. Who's, who's going to break that news well, to it? It is something of a rarity, isn't it? It is. So, so I'd like to see less bandages on the boy. You know, um, oh. In fact, thinking about it now, oh, look, I guess we needed him out there, but you, know, you, you just have to be so careful of... Um, uh, and I'm sure the medicos were all over this, but... Yeah. It, he looked sore. He looked battered. He looked bruised. Yeah. He looked tired. Um, well, that's how he plays. Well, that's how he plays, you know. But um, you just have to hope that, um, you know, they they keep things in check there because you wouldn't want to see him uh, capitulate to injury, you know, too early in his oh, career. Oh, that, that, that would be the most crushing of blows. Let's not even entertain that. Sorry, Sorry for being now, so Tony, silly. just before we uh, preview uh, Carlton v Freo, Saturday, 1.45pm, Etihad Stadium, a home game for the Blues... Kate Simpson is nearing the 300 mark. Yes. Um, when when does that game take place and what sort of company does he join? Well, I believe it's the 15th round game against Port Adelaide. Okay. Uh, memory serves coming up here. And uh, look, what an extraordinary performance this is. Simpson will join. Um, 
well, it was a, what was it? The Million Dollar Quartet was in Memphis, wasn't it? With um, its Sun Studios, yeah. Jerry Lee and Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash and Elvis. Well, the Million Dollar Quartet here, we, you've got three hundred game players: Stephen Silvani, John Nichols, um, Bruce Duell, and Craig Bradley. Wow! So Simo will join that coveted uh, quartet. Um, he will be the only 300-game player at Carlton not to have represented his club in a premiership. And we were talking off air, Toe, weren't we, just how cruel a game of uh, the game of football can be. That There's a man that's given his absolute all yeah. and still ha- still does and uh, unfortunately doesn't have a, um, a, uh, a medallion hanging from his, his neck. But um, look, in the, in the annals of Carlton history, he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a hero of the club, um, the little big man of Princess Park. Yeah. Um, how has he done it? I, I, it defies logic when you I, look at the physique of him. Um, how, has he, how has he survived? I bumped into Matthew Wright in the cafe this morning yeah. here at the club and we were talking about Simo and Matthew Wright's coming up for game number 150 of AFL games yeah. um, in total. And um, he was saying, geez, that's nine years I've played. And he said 150 games in nine. He said, how did he get to 300 in... Indeed, he said, "I've got no hope of getting there." You know, it's when you look at it in that that context. Yeah, um, well, Matty Wright's only halfway there. He hasn't preserved himself from hanging back and avoiding the contest. No, quite no. the opposite. No, so. that's where it's quite amazing, and he hasn't lost a yard. Like he's still moving as well as he ever ever has done. And in the absence, let, let's be honest, in the absence of Doherty. Yeah, I mean, he's had to really um, hold that back line together and. Um, Wow, what can you say? I mean, it's he defies logic. I think when you look, you reflect on Kate Simpson's career. You, you look, you look at it. And you, you look at him, and you say, "How has he? How has he managed to do it?" You know, um, Carlton got him at a, at a vulnerable moment in its in its career. You Is know, he a Gembrook boy? Uh, no, he was um, he was Emerald. If memory okay, serves, right. I think it was Emerald. Yep. Um, and uh, they got him at a vulnerable time. They just had the book thrown. Yes. by the AFL, and uh, he was effectively their first pick in the third round. But, gee whiz, did Shane O'Sullivan get that pick right? Oh, I mean, there's well a gift Shana. that keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, all power to, to Simo. Um, uh, yes, uh, the 300-game looms, and there'll be no man more deserving of 300 games than him, that's for sure. Oh, man. All right. Now, uh, Carlton v Frio. Frio aren't exactly setting the world on fire at the moment, Tone, and... The I guess the the wild card in all of this is Nat Fife. He was suspended last week. Yes. So he will not be playing. No, he's year. back. Oh, he's is back. he? He served his one week against. In oh, the I thought Adelaide he was game. off for the bye. No, no, no. Oh, no. damn. He's back. He's back. But Michael Walters has copped a week for okay. a, a stupid uh, incident the week in the Adelaide game. Freo had a great win there. Um, yeah, they so, did. So you know yeah. they will be um, uh, hitting this game off. Uh, off a, a, a fairly morale-boosting victory over last year's grand finalists. So this won't be easy. Mind you, Adelaide aren't exactly setting the world on fire They're either. Not. They're outside the eight now. They're not. But I suppose, you know, when you look at a tone, it just goes to show um, any given day uh, yeah. any team's gettable. So, look, it's at home. You know, we've got the opportunity coming off the bye to really throw everything at the Dockers. Uh, the Dockers, as I say, had a good, good game last week, so uh, they'll be tough. But... You know, hopefully with the influx of a couple of players uh, back after the bye and maybe with the Cripper, um, you know, having uh, saved the week's break. I, I saw him bob up in, in WA, went home um, uh, during the bye to take advantage of um, those days off. 
so hopefully we'll be cherry ripe ready to go and, and we'll have a, a real red hot go when we take the Dockers on this week. Should be beauty. Uh, as I said, it is um, 1.45pm at Eddie Head Stadium. Carlton must do as much as possible to prevent that horrible theme song from ringing out of the Tannoys <laughs> at the old Colonial Stadium. Yeah, look, look, uh, I'm not sure who the um, who the songwriter was in WA when you when you look at the Dockers <laughs> theme and that of the Eagles. Um, I, I know it wasn't George Gershwin. You don't say. No, they are. We don't want to hear it, Tony. That's right. It's um, it is Muzak. Now, uh, uh, well, now, Tony, just a, um, injury. You did mention injury. Who? Uh, let's look at who's likely to face recall to the seniors, and then who. Uh, in in a, a longer term sense, who we might look uh, forward to getting back in a couple of weeks' time via well, the VFL. Well, you know, if you look at the players that are pushing for selection, you'd almost say these are the forgotten men. So you've got you've got Levi Caswell, yeah. who's had that long way off after that horrific rib injury um, that and he suffered. I t- curse. Curs are fine. Oh, well, see, crisis creates opportunity. Yeah. And, and there's another example of a player that, when given his opportunity, has really made the most of it. And, and that's, it's great. Pat, Patrick Kerr, to me, has, has shown a real um, level-headedness for, yeah. for a fellow that is as young of age as he is. And he's done some very nice things. And, um, yeah, I do like the way he plays. It's a, it's a good point you make. Levi is up for uh, selection, we, we think. Um uh, probably all these fellows would face tests, I'd say, but Kennedy's another one that's, um, you know, had difficulties with the ankle injury and yeah. we've missed his yeah. presence and strength around the packs. Jared Pickett. Now, Jared Pickett um, had primed himself for uh, oh. the start of the year. He was flying through the pre-season and then suffered that broken hand, I think, or thumb. Um, Which seemed pretty innocuous at the time. Session. And then it was... I, I think the initial report said... I'm, I'm, I stand to be contradicted on this. It was something like three weeks because some of his form yes. um, going into the season, I think, in the early uh, preseason games, yep. was was on the verge of electrifying. He's well, one of was. those exciting it players was. who could do anything. And I'm thinking, you know, it could be a, an indifferent year. But if we see the emergence of players like that, excitement machines like that, then then 2018 will be worth something. Wow. And then and then to have that snatched away is, is yeah. yet another cruel aspect. Of yeah, and he's a really uh, upbeat, bubbly sort of fellow. So you want to see him up and about. And uh, I think that's that proves infectious. You know, the players see him really darting around the packs and they lift because of it. It'd be great to see him back in the team if he if he's, in fact, uh, ready to go. It was interesting. I saw him on the track earlier today, Tony, and he's still got the cast on his head. Wow. Like all the covering on his head, the protective covering. But he was handling the ball and um, hopefully he, he is not far away. Um, the other one is Alex Silvani. Now, Alex Silvani is another player, you know, uh, we were talking about Franklin earlier and that magnificent game that Alex Silvani played on Franklin the MCG. Yeah. I think game number one for at Carlton for Alex. Um, sadly, he's been you know hit hard with leg injuries. He's just hasn't been able to get onto the track. Um, I think he brings a hardness to the team that we need and and an experience yeah. that we could sure, you know surely uh, use. Um, he'll be in the mix, I would say, for a return. Whether he plays through the seniors or not remains to be seen. Um, in answer to your question about those that are still weeks away, my understanding is that Caleb Marchbank, Mark Murphy and Kieran Byrne are all still a little way off. So um, we have those three players to look forward to returning, um, but we must go into battle with the Dockers without them. Yes, uh, as Donald Rumsfeld said, you go into battle with the army you have. 
And yeah. there, are, there are known knowns and unknown knowns and known unknowns, <laughs> and I won't go into that. It's probably not worth repeating. Can you repeat the bit after Donald Rumsfeld said? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I think there's been enough kind of uh, oblique uh, military references in today's uh, yes, of the two yes, tones. Yes, uh, very true. Um, and may, may I say, Tone, that you know, we, we, when you talk about greatness, um, uh, I read with interest during the week the great Bobby Skilton, is to be immortalised uh, in bronze down at the Lakeside Oval, where yeah. he, you know, he, he called the place home. Uh, he was such a great player for South Melbourne through that period of the um, of the sixties. Um, I've often wondered why it is now, you know, with a statue to Ted Whitten at the kennel and um, Jack Dyer at Punt Road and Bob Rose and, and Lou at, at Victoria Park and John Kennedy at, at um, Mulgrave for Hawthorne, that there isn't. A statue here um, at the front, front and centre of Royal Parade. You know, where would you start though? Who is the most iconic great. player? You, okay, you start. Look, Big Nick is a he's a walk up start, but um, who else? Well, Bruce Dool yeah. would easily um, you know fit the, uh, the 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 cast in my opinion. Um, Jezzelinko is another one. I mean, where where does it begin and end? But you know, I've often thought about it and thought, well, if if they were to do it, maybe the best thing if it, if they put a statue here at Carlton, the image it's sort of Delvey in my mind is that of Big Nick raising the football oh, loft at the last game. Yes, and I've often thought uh, here at Princess Park maybe that's the the moment that yeah. you immortalise. You know, Nicky Winmar. I think now um, there's a figure figure of uh, Nicky Winmar pulling up the Guernsey uh, yeah. to go in at Fremantle Oval, I think, or South Fremantle, wherever it may be. Um, but why don't we have one? That um, uh, I've always always queried it. You know, why is it that um, we don't have one? Is it a financial thing? Maybe it is, but I'm sure there's a lot of Carlton people out there listening with um, deep pockets that yeah, might come to the party. We'd love to see it, Tone, wouldn't it'd we? It'd be wonderful. You'd, you'd crowdsource that. But if you if you wanted to make a series of bronze statues of Carlton greats, you would set off a mining boom well, that, you, would, <laughs> uh, that would make the one of ten years ago. Well, uh, you'd run out of bronze, Tone. You'd you have would. to revert to nickel or something. <laughs> I don't know what you'd do, but um, I'd love to see a, a statue here. Um, uh, maybe... Someone out there in podcast land is like-minded and, and might see fit to um, get the ball rolling financially. Who knows, Tony, but I, I think it should happen sure. be a, sooner a, rather than later too. You're right. It'll be a wonderful thing. Um, Tone, great work, and we will catch you uh, next week. Lovely to see you, Tone. You'll at, be at the game, no doubt. Uh, certainly will be at Etihad Stadium on, uh, on that day that I said it was. Don't worry, it's in the diary at home. I'll see you. And you will, of course, be doing your great work, which we can always see on carltonfc.com.au, the post-match interviews. Yes. And uh, all going well, yes. you're also filming the club song Players Linked Arm in Arm in a Big Circle, pouring Gatorade over somebody uh, as they sing the club song after Carlton's victory over Frio. Sounds good to me, Tone. Catch you next week on The Two Tones. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.